The following program was brought to you by Yodokali, keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Now you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! Hello, you're listening to WLPN LP Lumpin' Radio, 105.5 FM Chicago, and this is What's Up Season 21. Today, we'll be covering an amazing collaboration between Yolokali Arts Reach of the National Museum of Mexican Art, Lumpin' Radio of Public Media Institute, and Apple Creative Studios Chicago, where they offered a free program for young storytellers in the city to produce an audio and visual storytelling experience in a five-week project that led up to a final performance by the students exhibited at the National Museum of Mexican Art. This is our second year collaborating with Apple Creative Studios. Last year focused on photography, and so this year was focused on audio-visual storytelling. The project was led by acclaimed producers and storytellers Stephanie Marquez and Charlie Garcia, accompanied by yours truly, August Abitang and Emmanuel Ramirez. Students each chose a topic focusing on ideas and concerns they wanted to address or simply explore further, ranging from grief, traditions, kindness, culture, and so much more. They then created a list of questions and went out into the streets, asking community members about their thoughts on their topics and giving first-hand experiences, broadening students' perspectives. From there, they produced audio collages using GarageBand, playing with their interviews, voice, sound, textures, sparkles, and the like. We then began to implement the visual element inspired by their audios, inviting special guest artists Izzy Ortiz and Rami Yojo to teach the students how to use Procreate and Tag Tool to bring their illustrations to life. Today, we'll be listening to the series of stories created by the young participating creatives in the project. Let's take a listen. My name is Emmanuel Flores, and I am 21 years old. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I am from the neighborhood of Harwood Heights. I was really interested in applying because of the promotion of storytelling. Uh, I would say my creativity is based in writing and I love that I had the opportunity to develop a story. And even now I'm, I'm glad I'm being challenged and exploring uh, what storytelling can be. I am empowered every day by people giving me like a presence, like acknowledging my presence. I would say that's very empowering every day and very much, uh, I'm very much socially out like that. So my sound collage is focused on exploring questions of kindness and why is kindness so critical in their daily lives. I would say the process of putting that together, the audios that I got from them was what the texture of every voice and 
essentially like what was appeasing appealing to my ear and then also what sayings were behind it as well. I have taken away from the experience with Yellow Collie and Apple Creative Studios. I have to embrace the the ambiguity or the uncertainty and in doing that is uncomfortable for me as someone who is uh, very much, very much more comfortable with structure. Uh, and if I embrace it, then I get more fulfilling experience because I am exploring an unknown part of me. Define kindness, man. Kindness is giving, giving back to the community. Define kindness, man. Kindness is giving, giving back to the community. Kindness is giving. Kindness is giving, giving back to the community. Kindness, man, kindness is giving, giving back to the community. And that's what's in my heart. Is telling the truth. And that's what's in my heart. My name is Denise Rodriguez. I am 24. My pronouns are she, her, hers, or they, them, theirs. And I am currently in the Pilsen community. When I heard about this storytelling thing that could involve 
you know, my interest of being intact with like my own community as well as having some visual aspects be part of this project. I knew that it was something that I wanted to sign up for. Something that empowers me, I think, is working with youth and working with marginalized communities as well. I really have now um, come to focus more on like the healing aspect and helping out communities rather than focusing too much on the stuff that I think hurts them the most. So now like referring people to like therapy or all these different um, type of healing things and seeing what comes out of that is something that really empowers me. I asked about three questions mainly surrounding um, like a person's childhood, what their first moments of like joy or um, sadness were, and then how that has affected how they treat the children in their life. Um, So I got some really cool answers from that. At first, I think it was a little bit daunting, you know, using a new application like GarageBand that I had never used before. And it was a little bit hard at first. Like I didn't know like, oh, like, can I actually do this? Um, And then hearing some of the answers too was a bit hard sometimes from those interviews, but I think in the end, I was just really happy with the outcome and uh, having learned a new application. I love being in a community with like-minded people, um, especially I think uh, with this age group and how in the future, you know, how I see like Steph, Charlie, or any of the instructors helping out so much, that is something I think I wanna strive to be later in life. Earliest moment of joy was the first time going to the amusement park because my brothers teased. 
Hi, my name is Elizabeth. I'm 23 years old. I'm from Little Village. The initial thing that interested me was that it was audio um, collaging, which is something that I've never done. I've done a more of like hands-on like sculpture, painting, but audio was something that I've never tried, so I wanted to challenge myself and try something new. What empowers me? I think it is telling stories so whatever i have in my mind and kind of finding a way to tell that story through different mediums and i would say people around me so community definitely plays a big role in the things i do so i went around and asked the question to people what would they do if they had free time um, so most of the people that I interviewed were workers so I was interested in learning more about what they do with their free time. What does that look like for them? Because I know like adulting um, can be hard. Um, so I'm currently in that transition. So I wanted to see what other people had to say. And it was very interesting what they had to say too. Pushing myself was the big thing of this program. Um, since last Saturday, we performed live. That's, that was just like, I don't know, the adrenaline of it and discovering that I like this new medium that I learned, which is audio and sound collaging. I would definitely keep exploring that after the program ends. Yes. 
ocupada y el tiempo libre para mí es como... No sabría decirte, no sabría explicarte. I'm Vic Chavez, I'm 23, and I live in Humboldt Park. I have always wanted to be in a Yolo Kali program, and I just never had the time because I work full-time, and I was in school full-time at Columbia College for a while, um, but I recently graduated this past May, and it was midsummer that I saw the Instagram post about the Yolo Kali and Apple program. I was most interested because it was geared towards storytellers. It wasn't just artists or photographers or writers it wasn't a specific storyteller it was all storytellers visual and audio and i was curious i am empowered by my family they are my number one fans anytime i doubt myself they're there to push me back on my feet i'm empowered by my writing by my story sometimes i'll read my work and be like dude did i just write that bar my sound collage was really fun to make i wrote an original poem about what poetry was and I had a few people record themselves reading it including myself, my mom, my older brother, another student Liz, and a Yolo Cali mentor August. I had an ambiance of writing, pencil scribbling, pen clicking, a typewriter, pages flipping. I also clipped two street interviews, one who got really into who poetry was really for. I'm not a visual artist, so many of my visuals were straight up borrowed um, while we were making our audios. I was very literal. Um, it was just so hard to keep up with the pace of my audio, and I kept crashing the app that we were using Tag Tool um, when I was putting my visuals together. It was definitely a challenge. This experience has really inspired me to keep making audio pieces. Um, it was really fun to hear my poetry in different voices, different readings, and I enjoyed clipping them together, layering, spacing the poem as I saw it. 
Um, I never really thought about recording my poems before, but Stephanie really encouraged me to write for the audio piece, and I'm really grateful that she did. Poetry is every day. Street, calle, clay, open windows, rising huaraches. Poetry is dancing. Poesia es bailar. Charcoal stained backyards, sunset porches. Poetry is a bike down, down the, the hill, hill through, through the, the alley. alley. Wheels spinning past the cicadas. Poetry is where stories are birthed, celebrated, dissed, recycled. Compared to this, compared to that. Where language is stretched and contorted and broken. Poetry is old. Poesia es una vieja. As old as tongue in cheek and laughter. Poetry is really the first language that all people on earth spoke. So before there was a written word, there was a spoken word, and the spoken word was poetry. Who is poetry for? 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 Because with the poetry, they not paying attention. They got you because you Mexican. They look at me because I'm black. But I got a lot to offer. You have a lot to offer. You know what I'm saying? Why put us down? The white people, they've been fucking over us forever. We discovered a lot of things that the white folks took advantage of. We've been through a lot, and they be like, us too. Yes. You know, we smarter than they ass but they want to take the credit for everything. And that's freaking bogus. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a black African-American woman and I'm gonna keep fighting and striving for you guys and for us too. Poetry is my mother. Mi amante. Poetry is Gwendolyn Brooks. Jose Olivares. Jamila Woods. Erica Sanchez. And Nate Marshall. Poetry belongs to Danette Smith. And Natalie Diaz. And specifically, poetry is Eve Ewing. Poetry is alive and well. Singing out your radio. Walking down the street. Resting on your little cousin's eyelashes. Being adored by the sun. Staring back at you in the mirror and, and demanding, demanding that, that you, you write. write. Uh, my name is Sam Ocampo. I'm 20. Uh, my pronouns are she, they, and I'm from the back of the yards. 
I guess I really wanted to like experiment with like storytelling since like I've never done it in like a different format because I'm usually more comfortable with filming and everything so I wanted to do that. My sound collage was about gender like roles in the Latino community and like the roles that the male and females have in like households. So I guess I wanted to explore more on like if there was still like kind of like those gender roles like enforced that are like in favor of like males. So I, I wanted to explore more on that and just kind of see if it's still like, I guess for like us younger generations, like, oh yeah, we're like moving forward and stuff, but like you never really know. So I really like enjoy working with these new tools that we discovered. So like, I really think I could maybe like incorporate that in like projects that I do either like for school or just like for personal like things. So I, I really like that part as well. And I guess also like kind of learning, I mean like meeting new people. Uh, it's been like difficult for me in school, like to meet new people, like kind of like a personal basis and like in an artistic way. So I really enjoyed meeting people here and like in a different um, environment. I think like in our culture, in our community, we do get that, but it's also like, like as a woman, like we have to play that role. Like, like for me, for instance, like I had to uh, almost like serve my brother, you know? Like you say, it's a culture, and I don't want to pass that thing because I, I don't see it in my family, but I see it in other families that I know that the women are in, like even in parties, you go to a party sometimes and people from village from Mexico, they give the women in the kitchen. We try, we try not to be so hard on them, because I mean, me growing up, like my mom was always so strict on me, like I wasn't allowed to do like A, B, C, I wasn't able to do this and this and that, I wasn't ever allowed to like sleep over my friend's house, and I, I let them sleep over a friend's house like every once in a while. Um, I wasn't ever allowed to like sleep over my cousin's house, even at that, and that's family members. So I let them go and spend the night at my brother's kid's house and stuff like that, so. I try to give them a little bit more freedom than I had as a little child. I think if I would have had girls instead of boys, I think I would have been like extremely strict on the girls. Yeah. Because I see my mom, because I have a younger sister as well. So like my mom is most definitely like strict on them. And they would always be like, did mom always treat you like this? Like, yeah, mom never let me even put lip gloss on my lips. And I'm like, and you're not allowed either. And I'm like, so it's just like, her mindset to be like, no, you can't wear it until you're 13. You can't paint your nails until you're 13. He's he's a rule breaker, but I mean, every every kid is a rule breaker growing up. At school, when she started school, the teachers would tell me like, oh, she has issues with sharing and patience and taking turns. It became almost like a negative thing on her. Right. Two teachers like, oh, she doesn't nap and she's so like. No, she wants to play. It's a problem for me because the family showed them, like, yeah, you have to be like that. Yeah, yeah. you have to listen to your boy, boyfriend, husband. Not like that. You know, you see two kids right here listen to us. Maybe they're going to change later. Who knows? But you have to pass the word. El valiente vive hasta que cobarde quiere, you know? I don't expect her to do anything um, other than go to school and learn. 
That's all I want from her. That's all I expect from her. She doesn't have to get a job when she's older. She can go, that, that's her job, is to get her education. Because it's gonna be better. Like, I need her to do, know how to do math more than I need her to know how to sweep the floor. Because I want her to have a good job where she's not having to sweep the floor. Yeah, he's very supportive of me. I'm not controlling that right now. It's yeah, just going. But he's very, like, caring to me, and I love that, you know? And I'm very happy I have him in my life right now. <laughs> it means a lot to me. I was always trying to do my best, and she tried. She tried her best. I mean, she's a, she's a better version of me, and I'm trying to make sure that she can be even better than that. You know, it's, uh, it's not because I want to, it's because it's going to be easier for her in the future of her life. We raised her with the theory it takes a village. I love you and you're the best and I, and I would never trade you for the world. My name is Kayla, I'm 19 years old. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm from the West Lawn community. This year, um, I promised myself that I would be open to other creative outlets because I'm, I'm really into photography, but I also think it's important to learn other skills just creatively. So I wasn't sure exactly what we were going to do, but I just knew that it was something that I would probably be interested in and I would want to just learn something new and just like challenge myself. I'd say like a lot of women in my life empower me and I just kind of motivates me to always like try my best and never be scared of a challenge. Um, my mom has always taught me since I was young to just be a hard worker and do things for yourself and just like that there's no such thing as like you can't do something like you could always do something it may just take longer than what you expected to. My sound collage I'm trying to represent gender expression and sexuality but also in how it challenges culture so that's been kind of challenging because it's like you know every culture is different and culture could be anything culture could be like your ethnicity your race your um like music community art community everything so um when i was asking people like how does it challenge culture a lot of people would be like well in what way and i would just tell them like well in whatever way that it speaks to you and even though like I know what I believe, uh, I knew that it was going to be challenging for other people because there's some people who just don't think about issues that may not impact them specifically. So it was really interesting to um, get those points of views. And by doing so, I've, I felt like when I was putting my collage together, I brought together like sounds that I probably wouldn't have thought about. Like it was like sounds that to me, I don't think go together, but I made it go together because I felt like that kind of fit into like expression in many ways and like how different things could be challenging for one like one person like themselves or like other people around them i guess something that i've taken away from the experience would probably be just a new skill i mean i've never used tag tool ever in my life i also do not have an ipad i've never worked with ipad so that was something new for me and it was something that i believe was also an like an important skill to learn just in case like i never know what challenge comes up in the future and i also feel like something that i took away from this is just it allowed me to be more like challenge creatively because I feel like it's always good to just think about things from a different outlet that maybe might not be like your expertise.
together as people. I mean, show them what's good about it and what's um, downfalls and how it want to affect the culture of people and like the way you think of it. People have different mindsets than me, so I mean, if it challenges them, I mean. Inclusive en el ser humano, hay que trabajar duro porque la humanidad se ha ido disminuyendo poco de las personas que son tolerantes. Y hay que tener paciencia y mucha tolerancia para las personas, porque hay personas que no les gusta ni que las vean, ni que las saluden, ni que las traten, ni que las miren, ni que nada, por el mal día que tienen, por las cosas que tienen en la cabeza, las preocupaciones. Y esas son cosas que uno tiene que entender y no todo toma los mal. Yo le digo, ¿por qué? Porque no son solo ellos, nada más todo el mundo. Porque usted un día está mal, ella un día está bien. Ella un día está mal, usted un día está mal. Y no sabemos cuándo estamos bien, cuándo estamos bien. Paciencia con las personas, considerar, tenerle respeto, eso sí, respetarlo mutuamente. Y así te grites y traten fuerte como sea la persona, siempre en la mano de Dios, todo cambia. My name is Oriandi Luna, I'm 21, I go by she, her. And I'm from Pilsen, but I live in Brighton Park now. The whole concept of storytelling really like intrigued me because I like to do like comics. And um, being a comic artist is something that I want to pursue once I'm older. So I think like something like this will help me get me in, t in touch with like who I am and like why I want to do comics or just like pursue like storytelling and stuff like that. 
I get a lot of like inspiration from like my community and like things around me. I like to think, I don't know, every time like I go through a struggle, like, I just see people like who probably have more problems than me and like they just keep going or like they just go to work. Like something as simple as going to work even though they're going through something, that's really empowering. Also just seeing people pursue their interests and their creative endeavors, that empowers me a lot. Even though like, like sometimes I can feel a little bit down, but just seeing like my friends thriving is like really empowering because you don't know what they're going through, but they're still going. My sound collage was, I was just thinking about like memories and stuff and like I was thinking about myself too and like how I space out a lot. I wanted to incorporate this story that my dad was telling me, but it was like really violent. My dad's always telling me like really crazy stories, but I wanted to stray a little bit from that and like how I kind of tend to block out stuff like that. And I wanted to highlight things in like our community and like how our communities are sometimes portrayed as violent. Like, I mean, there's like a lot of violence in our communities, but I wanted to like show that there's like a community thriving, even though like you see stuff all over the news that there's like stuff going on. There's a little bit of everything in my audio collage. All of the stuff that we've done is something I've never really touched on before, like as an artist doing like audio and like animating. So it's been an interesting experience and especially like working with everybody here, everybody's so like different, but like in a good way, like it's been interesting to like see everybody's different ideas and like where their creative direction goes when they do their pieces and it's been very inspiring. That's my bus. They killed somebody? Yeah, they found somebody there. Wow. You know him? At here uh, under the bridge. That's my fucking bus. No way. Wait a sec. Wait. teach our children how our traditions go for many years. So we keep that tradition alive. I've been here for a while. <laughs> um, maybe like eight years working here at the Digo que no sabemos muy bien lo que está pasando sobre el disco. Y ahora, de los años que trabajamos aquí, pues yo empecé a trabajar aquí como en el. como en el 95. Pero para entonces mi, mi familia ya tenía unos, unos, una temporada aquí. No. 
si una mi hermana se fue, porque si decía, ya lo van a hacer, ah, no, le dije, espérate, tú por qué te vas a ir antes, hasta que te digan la última palabra. Hay que, ten, hay que ser perseverantes y hay que ser optimismo. Siempre en las crisis que al túnel, al último, hay un rayito de luz, de esperanza. ¿no? Don't do anything, man. Say not to drop, never, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, get on this one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 My name is Isha. I am 19 years old. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a student and I go to the Illinois Institute of Technology. So over the summer, I was part of the Your Story, Your Way program at Yolokali, and I really enjoyed working with all the different people. And through that program, I learned about the Apple um, Creative Studios program with Yolokali during the fall. And I was really interested because I realized that I could be learning a lot of new cool skills that I could apply to my own art. Something that empowers me is my community. I know I say, said I was a student, but I feel like I also belong to a lot of different communities as well. And having those people who identify similarly to me um, makes me feel like I'm not alone and I have people in my corner. So my sound collage is on tradition. That's something that I've really been thinking about a lot for the last year. There are a lot of traditions in my own culture that I've been hesitant to embrace or to reject just because I know there's a lot of positive and negative associations with them from the past. And um, I decided to explore that in my sound collage. Oh my gosh, it's been so chaotic. <laughs> I'll have ideas for it and I'll like record myself talking um, into the mic just at like random times of the day and I'll think, oh, that's a cool sound and I'll start to record it. I'll have ideas, I'll put it in my notes app. I've just been writing things down as I go and I really enjoy doing that in my own art, on my own personal time because I feel like it works better rather than doing it structured and feeling a little bit more, I don't know, artificial, I guess. I've taken away from the experience that if you find beauty in anything, you can still find a way to capture it. That was something I really struggled with. I, I haven't really been an uh, audio or visual artist, and this was a program that really pushed me to do that, which I'm really grateful for. When my father came to the United States for the first time, he brought with him a leather jacket for the winters and his culture. The former wasn't very effective, but the latter, which has been around since my ancestors, has continued in my family. They are traditions. That's a heavy word. What is tradition? Tradition is something that you can sort of, is a tie between generations, I think, in your family or culture of people that, Keeping it to 
like the basis of what you used to. Something done yearly, I guess. Those were some people I talked to, and their answers gave me insight. But sometimes, I feel like tradition has been tainted. We use it as defense for abhorrent actions. Traditional gender roles were the proper way of society functioning, some say. Let's go back to that, they continue. Back in my day, we had respect for our elders. We listened to what they said. But we don't respect the new. Those who come after us. I have my appreciation for traditions, things that have been before me and will continue long after I am gone. I've taken part in many myself and look back on them now with reverence. Tradition means more than what holidays we celebrate and customs we practice. It goes back to what we do as human beings. My name is William Guerrero, also known as a kid from Pilsen. I'm 21 years old. Pronouns are he, him, and the community I come from is Pilsen. I've always wanted to be part of Yolo Kali. Um, you know, it's something that I've wanted to be part of when I was 18. Just, uh, there was a lot of things happening during that time that, you know, I had to choose either or, and, you know, finally, when I turned 21, I finally had the chance to go to Yolokali, and just, I was like, yes, like, I can finally, you know, be myself, be the young man, like, I've always wanted to be. My photography, my community, my family, a lot of things empower me, you know, um, just speaking to myself, speaking to my soul as well, empowers me as well, you know, it brings me a lot of energy knowing that I can make a long-term impact if I keep going the same route I am, I am today. So my song collage is about rammers. So in the city of Chicago, rammers are perceived in a very negative manner. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure the collage has different perspectives, you know, both negative and, and good. And, you know, just make sure that people are aware of the ram movement, uh, the Rackham 312 movement that's happening in the city of Chicago. And I'm just very excited for people to hear it at the museum. It's a lot, honestly, like a lot, just like being able to see a teacher again has is something that, that is very impactful. But, you know, like I, I guess like a lesson that I've learned from this program is it's very scary to learn something new. But as you go on and practice and like in, interact with other people that are doing the same things as well, it just gets easy gradually.
Rhymer is something uh, we started here in Chicago. It goes way back. I think maybe 70s, 80s or whatever. It's like, you know, kind of got popular in the 90s. A Rammer is a huge truck that has very big tires and is for the most part used for up to no good, <laughs> as, as far as I know. Rammer is like a car that mostly gangbangers use to like ram their rivals or to do like dumb stuff with them and they cut the mufflers off, they do it. It's like a big loud car. Well, to me, having a rammer means it's basically like I own a piece of history here in the city that I grew up in, you know, it means that the culture's still alive, but although there's a bad name to the culture, you know, we're out here trying to make a name, we're out trying to bring the positive to these types of trucks, you know, hopefully because Cali, they did the, they brought the lowriders into a positive light, right? We're trying to do the same thing for these types of trucks out here, you know? You look at something when you're young and you're out here in the streets, you want to identify yourself with something or someone. Out here in the streets, the reality is we're buying junk cars, we buy, you know what I'm saying, to crash them. That's what it was. Uh, I was rammed on Cicero Avenue back in, ooh, I want to say 96, before my child was born. But it was a, a, a Caprice Classic, high jacked up high. That was back in 96. You know, it's just a bad rap just because of the vehicles, like the Suburbans, the Tahoes, the K5s, all those. But yeah, I think they could change over. Change is always good. I don't know why that was the car that, you know, the people who were up to no good decided to use. Um, but I feel like now it's kind of late to change the image for it, unfortunately. You know, we do a lot of community events, like Christmas, toy drives, you know, anything we could do. And, uh, you know what I'm we do it to show that we're not the same people we were before. But we're trying to keep the culture alive. That's, that's us, that's Chicago. I grew up with nothing, you know what I'm saying? I grew up, like, I came from nothing, but we used to bounce from shelter to shelters, bro. Like, people see me and they judge me, bro. Even the police, they see me and they still judge me by the way I look, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, man, y'all can judge me. I'm not doing nothing dirty. I'm not getting my hands dirty with nothing. Everything I'm doing is positive, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to help out and get back to the community. So if somebody sees you in there, they're going to think you gangbang. Like, it's a nice car. It looks nice. It's like a lifted truck. I mean, who wouldn't want that? But sometimes it's just, like, dangerous. In the future, you know, we just want to be able to drive these trucks basically without having any, like, gang members coming on to us, you know, trying to ramp us, you know, because we're trying to preserve the culture, we're trying to preserve the trucks, we're trying to preserve history. So they just want to cruise, drive around, and show off the rammer, you know what I'm saying? And like, you got a bunch of young kids, they remember that culture, and they want to be Chicago, Chicago, and they go buy a rammer, and they just want to cruise in peace, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like back in the days, but it was it was hectic, but you see a rammer, and it was on, rammer right there, you know what I mean? Now, as you see a rammer, it's like... You know, you got to watch out what neighborhoods you go to and stuff like that, but it's like they're popping up more rammers and people got to realize we're here, we're not leaving, you know what I'm saying? If other cities go be proud of their culture, we're going to be proud of our culture, you know what I'm saying? My name is Sebastiana Smith. I'm 23, and I live in Beverly on the south side. The original post was pretty vague but it just said we're looking for storytellers and I'm a writer so I would identify as a storyteller so that was originally what intrigued me to apply and show interest. 
being heard and being poured into, like invested in, I feel like that's something that my parents do a lot, like to keep uplifting me in whatever hobbies or interests I have. They just invest in that so that I can explore it. So I feel like um, people pouring back into me is what empowers me. And I feel like that's what's happened a lot here. Everybody is literally pouring in to me and everybody else that's a part of the program um, that has given me this confidence that has allowed me to be to reach a potential that I didn't know I was capable of with technology and devices that I would have never explored without this so now I feel very comfortable and familiar with exploring different things like that. My sound collage is about, I titled it The Quality of Life, and it is about food deserts and the lack of resources to um, fresh produce or just healthy things in general. It also discusses people's habit to be active in life and what that looks like. And for those who are active, like work out or run or bike or something like that, a lot of the people I interviewed discussed um, what resources are available to them to help them create a habit such as that and the people that do not run then I ask them you know like why don't you run or stuff like that. I originally got the idea to focus on this topic because in January of 2021 I became a vegan for a year and that started exposing me to a lot of health concerns that I feel like are very common in black communities. And then I realized that a lot of it is because the food that we are surrounded by, predominantly black communities have a lot of fast food and not a lot of fresh produce. And then I started realizing that when I ate around people that look like me, but did not eat the way that I was eating at the time, they tend to reject it. And I feel like that that was trauma response because they are not often introduced to certain eating habits. So I wanted to discuss that and explore that and see what other people's perspective was and to just um, tell the story and bring attention to it because I feel like more often than not, black people are dying from health concerns, diabetes, high cholesterols and stuff like that. And I think that we should start making a change before those concerns start affecting our day-to-day -day lives. What I've taken from it the most is becoming comfortable with being in uncomfortable situations um, to the point that I feel like in the future, if I'm ever in a space where I'm interacting with things that I'm not familiar with, I don't think that that will scare me anymore. And that's what I've been forced to do this entire time. Like every day I've been introduced to something new that in any other environment I would have tried to find a way to deviate away from and I've had to continuously just you know face like this is something that I typically would not want to do but I'm going to explore it anyway because I know that I'm going to get something from it and it's just a, a place of growth and maturity so yeah I feel like I've matured more within this past five weeks this interview <laughs> um this is not something that I would have been enthusiastic to participate in but I'm in like this new mindset this new space in my life just from this past five weeks that I feel okay doing this you know just take a moment breathe assess the situation and then pivot if I need to pivot and do what I need to do to reach my full potential in whatever situation I find myself in
we have to do something about these food deserts that are particularly um, it's devastating to that community and others like it, especially black and brown communities because there's so many food deserts in the city that people don't get access to affordable, healthy food. And diet affects everything, you know what I mean? Um, who has the highest incidence of like diabetes, obesity, um, heart disease, um, who gets strokes the most? Um, it's black and brown people. I mean, as far as like food options too, I mean, having just like other options besides like, you know, meat and tortillas would be nice. Uh, in this store, making it available and affordable. You know, it'd be nice if everything was like well paved and like walkable. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Harrison Park, but the sidewalk around it is not very well paved. Even if somebody was like in a walker or like was older, like they might like fall on that sidewalk or something, um, which might you know, like deter them from just going on a walk. So it's not a matter of like, do I feel safe? It's like, do I feel scared? And it's like, no. Yeah. Just like a designated walking path uh, that has high visibility. I mean, but you still gotta keep your head on the swivel. Because one, the scenery is very nice. There are no vacant lots. There's no abandoned buildings. That's what makes me safe. Welcome back. You're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP Lumpen Radio, 105.5 FM Chicago. You're listening to pieces created in collaboration with Yolokali Arts Reach and Today at Apple. And let's get back into it. My name is Diego Tadeo. I'm 19. Um, my pronouns are he, him. And I'm from Chicago. I like to see people happy. I, I love it when people work hard, you know what I mean? Like, I love seeing like everybody in, like, let's say, Little Village. When we go to Little Village, I be passing by there in the morning to pick up my friend and people are already out. And I'm like, yo, we come from the same cloth. You know what I mean? Because I'm, like, I'm Hispanic, you're Hispanic. So it's like, we got that in our DNA, that hard work. So that empowers me when I'm feeling super lazy. I'm like, I could be doing way more, but it's ingrained, you know what I mean? So I wanted to highlight that ambition that people like in our community have. So. I interview the people around Little Village, ask them if it's hard, especially being a street vendor. And I just wanted to talk to people, see what makes our community our community, what makes it so special. And it's really that ambition to keep pushing forward. I've taken away a lot. Most importantly, I've taken away. From the interviews, everybody I talked to had something to say. And so I've taken it, something from each of them, from Steph and Charlie. They showed me crazy new things. 
from the people around me. Yo, everybody out there so talented. It's so cool. Like, everybody there. It just makes me happy because everybody there is so tight. So it's cool. And I respect all of them. I don't know. I'm just taking away love from all this because it's a great experience. So, yeah, that's all. Tenía 20 años cuando llegué aquí. Ah, según yo vine aquí para un mejor futuro y aparte porque aquí estaba mi familia. Este, no me iba bien en México, entonces tomé la decisión de venir aquí a Estados Unidos. Oh, en lo que yo vine para acá, trabajé, dejé mis hijos en México, mis dos hijas y mi hijo. Oh, los dejé por por un mes, porque tenía que trabajar para poderlos traer aquí a Estados Unidos. Ah, después mi hermano, pues, como él es legal aquí, él me dijo que él podía traerme a mis hijos porque ellos se quedaron en México. Entonces, pues, me gustó la idea y aparte ya tenía el dinero porque trabajé mucho para poderlos traer aquí. Y uno se pierde de la familia cuando uno se viene para acá. No me iba bien en México, entonces tuvimos que venirnos para acá. Esa fue nuestra decisión. Y, pero gracias a esa decisión, pues, ya mis hijos están grandes, se valen por sí solos, y solo estoy al pendiente de ellos en todo momento. Pero ahorita tengo dos trabajos. En una paletería y por la noche... Son cuatro días que trabajo en la noche, limpio los restaurantes, hago limpieza. 
Uh, sí, tengo ambición. Por, pero si Dios me da vida y salud, pues seguiré luchando hasta tener lo que yo quiero. Mientras Dios me ayude y, y mientras yo sepa que mis hijos están bien, voy a seguir adelante luchando. My name is Brian Cruz. I am 24 years old. My pronouns are he, him, his, theirs, them. I was born in Mexico City and I live in Little Village in Burbank and currently I am living in Worth. I was just so curious of what the Apple team wanted to do with journalists. It was something that I was not expecting at all. So that just caught my curiosity and I said, why not? And also because this is my last year that I could do this type of uh, programs with Yolkali, so I took advantage of that. What empowers me is probably just my friends around me and all everything around me, basically, because there I'm surrounded by such an amazing people that I just want to be with them and I want to see what they're what they're capable of. My sound collage is all about the struggles of being an undocumented student. For example, all the stress I have to go through, mental health is a big part of it, and also resources. And I just wanted to portray that into a sound collage. And also, I wanted to get to all these undocumented students that don't know that they're not alone and that there's always have help for them. Well, it's definitely been really fun. I never thought I would do something like this, like collage sound with visuals, especially using Tactool. But uh, I, ju I just like seeing what other everyone else uh, had to uh, show er everyone else. I am not a creative person, but I like seeing everyone else's work and what I cannot accomplish, but it's still fun to watch them seeing, uh, watch them do all this cool stuff. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says undocumented students are costing the state too much money and he wants them banned from public schools. Trump's promise to deport illegal immigrants has heightened fears among foreign students. for the younger people and so that they have the same opportunities to get the access to education. There should be access to financial aid for any student who's going through you know, regular school or for college so that they can get different degrees and, and pursue their education. I think that would be most helpful to everybody. remember when I was in college, a lot of undocumented students protesting and pushing for their right to remain here, finish their education, and not be deported. The students that have that potential to, you know, do something with their lives and they come here for a better opportunity, but there's just big walls. There has to be a much more effective pathway to citizenship, so it's not limited by income or wealth restricted to such a small amount as it is right now and even if that doesn't happen they should definitely be allowed to apply for financial aid I mean they contribute to the tax 
system that pays out financial aid anyway, so there's no reason they should be denied that opportunity as well. So my name is Nine. I am 24 years young and my pronouns are she, her, they, them. And I am from the little village community. I think the main thing that interested me to join the collaboration was that I was excited to work with tools that I've never used before, like an iPad or like a drawing pencil. I've always wanted to work with one, but haven't had the opportunity to do that. One of the main things that empowers me is when people believe in me and I feel like I could see when someone believes in me when they give me an opportunity to express myself and basically showcase my art and my talents. Um, that makes me feel like I am seen and it empowers me to keep going and do more and explore what else I have to offer. My sound collage is about community and like grieving in community, basically. I did some interviews and asked people about joy and what has taught them loss. And it was really intense, but also really healing. And my piece is a little bit dark and intense, but like it really magnifies the feelings that a lot of people can be feeling in our community that no one really like talks about. I think the main thing that I've taken away from this experience is, I guess the best way to put it is like healing in 2022. <laughs> like we're, we have all these tools. We had a, a small microphone for our phones and we have like these iPads to work with. And somehow we implemented all of these tools to communicate and connect with each other and talk about things that interest us and that matter to us in the moment um so i think the main thing that i took away was that no matter like how long it's been since you've created like when you create again in an, a community space like it feels really rewarding and i love doing that and i know that like i always get that feeling when i do work here at yolo Cali. 
should have known better. My friends, you know, passing away. Victims of like U.S. Empire, mm -hmm. colonialism, um, imperialism. So so many things. I feel like I lost a lot of friends. But it was like, your fault. Losing our homes. Attachment issues. Forced migration. It's really it's like such a great loss. It's hard and you, you don't ever stop like feeling that Yeah, we just lost a lot of people. We lost three people this year. Yeah, and then, yeah. So cool. and then like being like, yeah, but also like, you know, having I love you, Gloria. My community is always like, you know, my house. And like having these people around me and like uplifting me, saying that my voice is important, like what I got, what I'm doing, you, like man. it's so dope. And it's like such a, it's a rewarding feeling for sure. Another good way to find healing that is to kind of learn to just sit with Limbo. it. I love you, Gloria. I love you, Yoya. I love you, Yoya. Can't be in there too long, but when you surround yourself with, you know, energy that is restorative for you, like even in your own energy, if you stay creative or you keep your hands busy, your mind busy, your heart busy, you do that with people you love and care about. It's like if you if you feel like you lost something. It'll feel tough for a little bit, but like you'll realize later, you never really lost it. You know, it's just something you bring out of yourself even more. You, you transmute it because the only infinite thing is change. And so, I view loss, death, all that. I view it as change and transmutation. My name is Zipporah Alta. I'm 19 years old, and I'm from the near west side of Chicago. Um, what empowers me is seeing myself and the people around me happy and just in a good state of being. I'm empowered by feeling like feeling good and confident in myself, and I'm empowered when I have the opportunity or like when I have the opportunity to see that happening in other people and like the people that I care about. Well, in my sound collage, I interviewed um, some select people about their belief in a higher power and their relationship with this being and about the mysteries of a higher power and what some people think about that. <laughs> yeah, because even from the start, when I was trying to interview people, I didn't have a lot of interviews and I was kind of freaking out like, oh my gosh, I don't think I have enough 
but I took what I had and I made the best of it and it ended up being enough. So I guess like moving on to the visual part, this um, sudden, I guess like obstruction with the mediums we could use, that's also forcing me to do the same and to like, to use what I can and like that's, that's, that's enough, it can be enough. never seen the most high judge you, but you see man judge me. If I say that I'm a Christian, then here's your box right there. But if I don't accept any of those things, you can't label me. All religions are bad made. God is in us. I think of creation when I think of the most high. The creator of all things. Most high. The source, the universe. Allah. I don't have a name for it. So everything that we seek is I feel like naming us. it would reduce it. And I I don't see a need for that. At the same time there have been a lot of bad things. And I that I truly didn't believe at first, you know. And uh, for me to separate that from the all would be separating the power. But it's all about keeping the faith. You know, everything isn't gonna be instant and it's and it's gonna be but hard. I don't think something <laughs> needs to be a big profound thing in order for it to be proof of a divine interaction. I think something as simple as sitting and reading a book and, you know, and, and enjoying a breeze. And that, I think that's also just as divine as anything else. Just for you to wake up and open your eyes. We're breathing, we're walking, you know. The ability for you to blink and this something that's uncontrollable. So anything should be 
attributed to and appreciated as if it's a gift. The best things in life are free.
You just heard a series of stories created by the participating young creatives in a collaboration with Yolokali Arts Reach, Lumpy Radio, and Apple Creative Studio Chicago. You can check out the students' live performance of the pieces presented today on Lumpen's Vimeo for free and listen to these same pieces on Yolokali's SoundCloud and Lumpen Radio's MixCloud. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening. This was August Appetit. And Emmanuel Ramirez. Have a one. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> can I keep that in there? Sure. Yeah. No way. <laughs> the real one? No. That's all for today. I'm Emmanuel. And this is August. And you're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio. Bye. And that's the conclusion of our program. Brought to you by the fine folks at... Oh, not you again. No. And hey, yo, who let her back in? <laughs> and that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard, heartwarming interviews, tear-jerking stories, magnificent music, and the sound of our voices. Because God knows that this is the best content on the airwaves. Don't forget to follow YOLO on all their social medias at YOLO Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that. Period. Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of... Thank you.